0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with product developer, teacher, innovator, creative, and co-founder of InventRight, Stephen Key. As the co-founder of this company, he has taken his experience and passion and created a coaching and learning platform for ordinary people to learn how to transform their ideas into tangible products. He is considered one of the world's leading experts in product licensing and intellectual property from a business perspective. Giving back to the community is a large part of who Stephen is, he loves to share his knowledge and help others find the entrepreneur creativity and spark within themselves enjoy this interview steven hello how are you what's going on
1: <laughs> not too much how there's about a lot you? going on back there i like it well i've been in this space for a long time I, and it, uh it's a pretty big room with a bunch of all fun stuff and yeah yeah, yeah
0: that's a that's a well-lived
1: existence
0: right there. Bravo. For sure.
1: I've I've had a great time playing.
0: That's good. That's the I remember when I was in college, I was in a poetry class, and they were all going around and asking everybody, you know, what their meaning of life was, what their whole thing was. And there was an the oldest woman in there, she was probably in her 70s. She said, I just never want to grow up. That was her whole thing. And I always remember that. Such a great thing.
1: Well, well, you well, you know what's amazing about that? When I was in my early 20s, I took my first art class and I realized wow, this is really fun. And then I started studying artists, and you realize they never retire because they love what they do. Yeah, exactly. I was hooked. And I've been doing this ever since, and every day is a wonderful day, so I love it. So we're going to take this onion,
0: and we're going to peel all the layers back. And before we Uh, do that, where are you coming out of? Lake Tahoe.
1: Oh, wow. Very nice. I've been through there before. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Nevada side of the lake. It's a little bit more private, but I'm curious. I've watched a few of your your um, podcasts, your videos. How do I fit into your world a little bit? This is the thing, it's confusing,
0: because when I got on Podmatch, I was just neon jazz and kind of did other interviews, and now I branched out into the famous interviews, so it's a separate channel, but I can't put it up there, because if I do, it will hose my history, and I'm not (laughs) ready to be an existentialist
1: in that world. (laughs) Okay. I was was in the music business a little bit, and... It was a wonderful experience, but that's not really kind of what I do. So I thought it was kind yeah. of funny.
0: Yeah, no, I I delve into to, to people that are all over the globe doing great things. So you all you right. fit perfectly right where all I'm right. at. So um, all right. But yeah, so the, the, before we get into your life, what I want to do is I want to start off with COVID. It was quite a deal for all of us for the last three years. How did you survive it? And how has it changed you now that we're entering this post-pandemic
1: era? Well, you know, that's interesting. It it I think it's changed everybody actually. Yeah. And for some people it was extremely a tough period. I think for all of us really, um, relationships. It was really tough on relationships, even with my um with even with my wife, you know. Um I think it's made the world a smaller place too. Yeah. Because now everybody I've been my company's been a virtual company for twenty three years and that's the way we communicate and we have a large audience around the world but when everybody went online it doesn't matter how old you were everybody went online everybody with the zoom or skype or microsoft meetings it allowed us to reach out to even more people to bring them into our world so for us uh, from a business standpoint it was interesting because it 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 actually increased it was a good thing but uh i think for everyone it kind of changed how we want to live our life yeah I I think the the horse is out of the barn here because um people realize you could be at home and have a different type of uh life rather than be on that road in that office and be tethered you know to that type of um work situation it's changed yeah. And I know a lot of companies are a little upset. They're trying to get us all back. Good luck. Yeah. Um, even trade shows have changed. You know, a lot of people realize a lot of companies. I do a lot of trade shows, and they thought, well, we have to be there. We have to show. We have to show our face. Very, very expensive. They realized without the trade shows, they did great. <laughs> so like, so it's it's changed um, the way we do business. It's changed the way we interact with people. Um, the travel, as you can see now, people, it's exploded. Look where everybody's going. Yeah. So I think it woke us up a little bit um, yeah. in many different ways. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So let's, you know, there's so much on paper that goes into who you are. But what I would like to know to kind of get to a, a truer essence, I'm going to put yeah. you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. And <laughs> one of the kids is going to look up and say, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh,
1: How do God. you answer that child? I hate that question. I <laughs> um I really have a hard time with that. My wife says, God, do you think you'd get better at this? I make a living or design my life to be to have fun to be creative. And that's a really kind of a different way of looking at things. I've designing my life. Right? And I do that by by tapping into that world of And tapping into that world of of creativity and seeing things a little bit differently so i've got this curious um i'm in a curiosity business i'm also in a tough business so you have to realize i'm in the business of rejection so so there's one side of it that's just this beautiful thing of having fun and coming up with ideas and and being curious about the world and then the other side is the real world where i get beat up because when I show those ideas to companies and they pay me for my ideas, I, I get a lot of rejection. So what do I do? I guess I'm just a creative guy trying to have fun.
0: And that makes total sense, especially to third graders. What what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? What was your dream
1: job when you grew up? When I was in second grade, I started failing. Um, I laugh about that. I'm so... Failure has been my friend forever. I have a learning disability. And I've been failing since the second grade. So it's kind of funny. I don't think I had any dreams at all. I I had a great imagination that um, I could do anything. I could fly. My parents gave me the ability to dream. So what what did I want to do? I had no idea. I, I guess I wanted to play in the playground. I wanted to... I guess my biggest dream at the time was get out of the classroom so i could play in recess i guess that was my big goal well and i would imagine if talking to these kids explaining them exactly what you
0: do and walking them through you know the highlights that they would want to be you that this is something
1: they would love to do well i don't i i think that we should give our children examples of what people do and we don't really do that yeah and that's really a shame because there's so many things that people can do, but they're just not exposed to it. And I always teach this one class to kids and I forgot where all my, I was in a guitar pick business for years and um, got to design some crazy design, crazy guitar picks. And I usually when I do a a presentation to kids that are really young, I bring my guitar picks because I want to show them how little changes, how you can look at things a little bit differently And your mind just kind of just kind of can explode and go all these different directions. So I'm not a musician. I don't play guitar, but I started designing guitar picks. And I said to myself, well, why do they have to be square? Why do they have to be in the shape that they are? And I started designing guitar picks and all these different shapes. And I have to show you one here. Here's one in the shape of Mickey Mouse. Oh, Uh, right on. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, hearts. Um yeah. I changed the material. We're the largest supplier of guitar picks in the world. Wow. And people didn't really, we designed them for the fans, not yeah. so much for the bands. Right. And we sold them everywhere. But that little example of why, why does it have to be this shape? Why does it have to be this material? And when I showed them all these different designs of creativity, it just goes, wow. You know, so, yeah. I think at that point when you're at that age you're open for all this stuff to come in right and as we get older it starts to close right and I've been very fortunate to realize how to keep that open and I think a lot of creative people that are creative know that how to manage that creativity in such a way that great ideas that just come in right where do they come from they but if you open up and you're like hey i'm open to anything um it's amazing what you can come up with most people i think today that door has been closed and, and they don't know how to open it yeah it's it
0: goes into my favorite quote from charles bukowski we are all born geniuses and buried
1: idiots well that's really kind of funny i i think, <laughs> um, I I'm reading this amazing book now about how to keep the creativity doors open and we're all creative, you know, every decision we make is some type of, you know, creativity to come to some type of decision that we're making. So I guess I just have this ability to um, look at things a little bit different, I guess. And I used to think, because I have a learning disability, I was kind of at a disadvantage. I didn't know it was a superpower because it allows me to to have the freedom to ask why and and not accept certain things. So, yeah, it's An interesting world we live in yeah. it is,
0: yeah, it's interesting. My son's eighteen. he's on the autism spectrum, and I've been in that special needs community for a while. and there's so many things that oh. go into the the curiosity. Like I was telling a story yesterday about, we went to an event that was hosted by the royals it was a charity event and there was a man that had no arms and I think Miles at that time was 5 or 6. And I was kind of trying not to bring it up because he would have eviscerated over it but I wanted to be like all right let's just let's let's just be cool here. And he ended up saying to this guy, you know, what what happened? And he and the guy stopped and said, what do you mean? And he was like, well, where are your arms? He was like, well, I was born this way. I don't know any different. And he was totally cool about it. And it's just one of those things where there is this in this the level of him that asks and is curious and he never stops, but he doesn't let all the weight of the world bog him down because he's just not there and interested. So there's a beauty to it. There's a light. There's a flipping the world over like stranger things. The other side where it's like we see things in a different way and it's magical.
1: No, it is. And I was, I guess I was one of those kids at risk, right? And didn't fit in. And I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I was tested um, at 45, which is kind of amazing. I wanted to go back to school. I was tested for for whatever reason. And they said, you know, Mr. Key, we don't know what you can actually do for a living. It was so terrible. and And when I told them, they were like, how did you figure that out? And it, it was kind of interesting because I realized all the obstacles that have been put in front of me were just really great opportunities. Yeah. And I learned uh, at an early age to overcome maybe things people don't really have to think about as much, but I had to. So it's a it's an interesting time for all of us if we can learn to open that door a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, I have a partner that he thinks completely different than I do. It's really kind of funny. He sees problems everywhere, and I see opportunities everywhere. So it's like these two different people. And I kind of wonder where did you where are you coming from from that? And and but it really kind of works because we do approach things a little bit differently. So we all have our strengths and weaknesses. It sometimes it drives me out of my mind. <laughs> um, because I think you can do anything, I truly do, if you want to, and if you really have desire and a little bit of discipline, but also you need someone to inspire you a little bit. I had a mentor that I thought I was out of my mind in my early twenties. And I met him and I asked him, am I crazy? And he said, no, you're not everybody else is." And he, he, and he's still my mentor. He's my life coach today. He's 82 years old going on 18. And he gave me that opportunity to, um, to stay on path, you know, to, yeah. to, to to guide me a little bit. And I think um, that's what you're doing. You're guiding people, educating people. That's what I like to do, too, because you don't know that impact it has on someone. To say, hey, look, maybe there's a different direction for me. Or maybe maybe I can try this. Or maybe someone's going to support me to do something a little bit different. Yeah. What was the invention?
0: What was the game? What was the thing that captured your imagination when you were a kid that kind of oh. fueled this
1: love? Well... Uh, I was, like I had mentioned, I was failing quite a bit. So I guess I created another world to kind of, for my imagination. So I had a wonderful imagination. I could spend hours on a carpet and an army man and would be happy. But what influenced my career, I was 18 years old and I was living in Los Gatos and a gentleman created the Pet Rock and he his name was Gary Dahl and I was fascinated by that thinking he put a a rock in a box and sold it and I thought I can do that I mean and so it inspired me to think um why not yeah you know and so that before that I had never given it a thought at all I did know that um I was studying economics in college my first year and that I was like, that was terrible. Like, I had to get out of that thing, took an art class and I was like, wow, I want to do this. And I realized I wasn't going to be this great artist. And I I didn't know anybody would ever hire me because I just was like, gee, I could barely fill out a form. And I just created my own job. Yeah. Never filled out a resume ever. No one ever asked me for one. Uh, and it worked out fine. Yeah. I think people underestimate underestimate themselves that enthusiasm goes a long way in life you know you can teach someone just about everything but you cannot teach that enthusiasm and if someone has it and then I was very fortunate people saw that and they gave me opportunity but um looking back I was I just created my own job and that led me to think um, how can I make things that put a smile on people's faces? Yeah. And all my ideas were very simple like that. Yeah.
0: What's the, what's the one idea that probably people would know that materialized for you that you're one, one of the, one of your proudest inventions.
1: Well, you know, inventions, that's a really weird word, word kind of, uh, I, I was just designing fun things that weren't really called inventions. Right. And, and I didn't think of it that way. I thought these were just products. I was I called myself a product artist type of type of person. And yeah. the first idea I think that that really did well for me was called the Michael Jordan wall ball. You can see it back there on yeah. the shelf and that was a simple idea I just changed the backboard of a Nerf indoor basketball game into the shape of Michael Jordan yeah and once again I said why does that backboard have to be square and why does it have to be plastic and why doesn't you know it had a little picture of Michael Jordan at the time and I loved playing basketball I thought no Michael's gotta be bigger here. So I just took a poster, put it, put it on the backboard and played against Michael. And I was in my room and and I showed it to my wife. And I said, My wife's brilliant and her specialty is new products. And we met at a toy company. And I said, What do you think? And she said, Steve, the chances of you licensing that idea are one in a million. Forget <laughs> about it. And the very next day I sent it off to Ohio Art in three days. I had a contract and it sold for 10 years. Wow. <laughs> So I, I learned that it could be a simple change. It doesn't have to be a you know a big change. It could be a simple change. And was that an invention? No, that wasn't an invention. Now I've I have created inventions, of course, but they're still products. The thing that I've learned, because after college I started selling things on street corners, county fairs, state fairs, things I made. And I learned that if I didn't create something very quickly that someone bought, I didn't pay the rent. A very important wow. business lesson there, Yeah. right? I mean, that's like business one-on-one. Yeah. And that exchange of, here's my product, give me the $5, you take it home, you're happy, I'm happy. That exchange has never changed for me. I do the same thing today. I show someone a company, an idea if they like it, they sell it, I get my little portion of a royalty and they sell it, they get theirs. I was in a meeting at Coca-Cola, corporate Coca, Coca, corporate Coca-Cola, fourteen vice presidents, top floor, and I was pitching them, like I was pitching someone at a street fair. It was the same thing again. Yeah. Instead of getting five dollars, it was a half a penny on a label, and to me, they were just the same. Creating something that someone wants, right? And not being afraid of being afraid of it of 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 showing that. And was I out of my league? Yeah, of course. Did I have magic? Yeah, that's why I was there. Did I have something they didn't have? Of course I did. So I got to see these kind of things that just kind of connect. The dots connect for me. And they always really have like, that way. So I don't know if there's inventions or just products. To me, they're just little pieces of magic kind of. Yeah,
0: I love that. So let me ask you this, if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time
1: with them, who would it be? I don't know. I think Elon Musk would be someone I'd like to sit and sit down for some period of time because I don't understand the decisions he makes. They're they're very confusing to me. And I don't understand the way he thinks. I'd love to really know how he makes decisions. And how does he do all that? I mean, how, how does someone do all those things? I struggle. I mean... I have a lot of projects, so I'm trying to figure out how do I manage mine. But how do you manage someone at that? How do you manage projects at that scale? That that's that's something I'm very curious about, and I would like to sit down and go. Why did you change Twitter from a bird to an X? And why would you do something like that? I mean, everybody's questioning it. I don't know. I like to get in his mind and, and ask those questions. I'm sure all that's going to come out later, but that I think I'm curious about making those type of decisions.
0: I am too. I certainly am too. So what what was one of the pitches that you had you were involved with where you yourself was thinking I'd be surprised if they picked this up? What was the most surprising idea that you had that actually came to fruition?
1: Well, first of all, I love all my ideas and I think they're all great. Now some are more profitable than others, but um uh, I don't I don't think there's really any to tell you the truth. I I'm kind of a little bit more surprised where my ideas come from. That surprises me because when you open your mind and they, they kind of pop in there and you're like, where did that come from? That to me is more mysterious and I don't know how or i call it my little man that kind of whispers in my ear gives me ideas um that i'm really curious about i don't know where that comes from but my ideas sent it, it to companies no i i think my they should take all my ideas i'm never surprised i'm more surprised when they reject them and i could wallpaper my house with rejection letters so <laughs> those are probably whoever surprise for me Not that they take home.
0: Yeah. So of all the things that you've accomplished and done in your life, what are you the proudest of?
1: Um, Probably helping the other, helping someone else that might be confused or lost like I was. There was a, I get these amazing notes. There's a gentleman in Cairo, engineer, smart man, worked at the airports, read my book, watched my videos and solved the problem, licensed it. That's my, that's what I do. I license ideas to companies for royalties. And he started a factory. He licensed it to two other countries, collected royalties, took that money, started a factory and employs a hundred women. And sells his product all over Egypt. I was just, I've been there a few times and visiting stores with him. And he wrote me this note he said you changed my life forever so when i get to see that impact a little bit it's not really what i've achieved it's what i've helped other people achieve kind of that that i know sometimes we're lost you know we're not quite sure i was lost and someone helped me so i think that's probably my biggest accomplishment it's just feeling how did i help someone that was like me and that's my mentor did the same thing. He he helped me, right? So, and I'm, I have that opportunity to, to reach out to a lot of people now to do the same thing. So their success is my success. And, and if I can get that information out to more and more people and they find their place, they find their place. And I didn't, I had a hard time finding my place. And I think I, I was telling someone the other day They said, Steve, why do you give everything away for free? The books, the thousand articles, the books, the videos, you give it all away, why do you do that? Well, I'm so amazed that I found a place for me that I didn't think I had it. And it was such a burden on me as a young man, the pressure and thinking, who am I? And why do I have issues and problems? No one's gonna hire me. All this stuff, the world just was on my shoulders. And when I figured it out, it lived it all away. Yeah. And, and I think I'm very thankful for that. I mean, I'll never be able to give it up back. Yeah. It's impossible. So let me ask you this.
0: Of all of the events in human history that have happened, if you could have witnessed one thing with your own eyes,
1: what would you have loved to have seen? That's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Maybe, maybe that the the first airplane taking flight (laughs) that might have been something else right i mean that's like wow you know that that's a major change major accomplishment that's a yeah maybe being in that field or wherever they were and, and that thing flew yeah that would be cool yeah that's a real change
0: yeah yeah So everyone out there has a perception of you. There's bubbles of people that see you in certain lights, family, friends, clients, colleagues, fans, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are?
1: I think I'm that, um, I think I'm that, like I said, I think I'm that guy that just wants to have a place where that I'm okay. Okay that um, I have a purpose and, and I can support myself and my family and do things that I really want to do and uh, I'm okay. And I think that all comes back to, you know, this whole struggle for so many years of not knowing kind of why I was different and I couldn't quite figure that out. So yeah, I think I'm the same guy. I'm I think I'm probably everybody. I, I think I'm that average I think I'm that same person that wonders why am I here? What am I doing? Am I okay? Yeah. I'm that same guy. I and I feel the same way everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Steven, if anyone wants to get your book, videos,
0: anything pertaining to your world, where can they go?
1: I think the best place to go is to my YouTube channel, Invent, Invent Right TV there's a thousand videos they're fun they're short they're like potato chips once you have one you have to watch another one <laughs> that's the best place to go yeah and just enjoy it and if you want more information uh I wrote a book for McGraw-Hill called one simple idea it could have been called one simple guy that they didn't like that title it's one simple idea and that that um kind of kind of outlines the roadmap of how to license or rent your creativity to companies and get paid for that. Stephen,
0: this has been wonderful. I'm I, it's been such an honor to speak with you. I love your spirit and we need more of this light in the world. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed Absolutely. it. Absolutely. During-